1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. Well, what kind of day is this? The day that the Lord has made, and what are we going to do? We're going to choose to rejoice and be glad in it. It's so important to start the day with the right kind of attitudes. Yeah. Because as you do, God will give you the grace, will give you the wisdom, will give you whatever is necessary to navigate through that day. You know, uh, this is just a side thought, okay? Years ago, uh, I'm sorry, I just have to stay here. I hate to stay here. (laughs) Years ago, I um, actually, I'm I'm the one that um, books our calendar of events and all of those things. And um, I know from being in ministry or really in life that there are you must take off uh, time to rest to regroup to as my mom would call it I used to laugh at her she would say now she wanted to tell me something she'd say now honey um, now you need to clear your mind which meant that I didn't need to be thinking about something else while she was talking to me. But there is a time that you need to do that every year. And um, because Jesus did that, he took aside, he took away and took aside to, to rest. So one year I was very frustrated. It was Oh, because we usually, you know, we book a year in advance of of all of our events and everything. And I looked at my calendar because it's like, this was just February. And I'm already looking for times to take off. And I look at my calendar and guess what? I mean, people had called, oh, we're having an anniversary. We're having a celebration. Would you come? And I had said yes too many times I needed to learn to say no and I had said yes too many times and I looked at them and I'm frustrated oh God you know Jesus help me and um, I was just really getting a little bit distraught and so I said God you're just gonna you're gonna have to help me I have there is no time this whole year time for vacation time for anything And as I cried out to God, let me tell you, all of you, God will always hear you. This is praying, guys. I'm trying to give you examples. You know, I told you I wasn't going to teach you about the types of prayer. I was going to give you examples of how you pray every day. And so I called out to God, God, 
help me. I don't know what I'm going to do. There is no time to take off. What am I going to do? God is so good. He will give you all the answers that you need. First of all, he gave me what I called a whipping. He said, don't ever do this again. Don't ever do this again. You need to mark out your times that you need to be away first. I said, okay, God. Okay, I promise I will do that. But he said, but I'm going to help you through this year. You're going to make it through this year. I said, great, God. Give me, you know, tell me what to do. And he said, Lynette, this is so scriptural, you know. I mean, so simple. He said, Lynette, he said, you know, I only give you grace for today. He said, don't, see, I was looking at the calendar for the whole year. He said, that's your problem. Don't look at your calendar for the whole year. You can't pull on tomorrow's grace today. You can't pull on next week's grace, you know, today. You can only pull on the grace that I give you this 24 hours. And so I'm kind of a visual person, so I just thought about this big pot that had a bunch of grace in it. And he said, you pull on that grace today. And he said, tomorrow when you look at that pot, it'll be full up with another 24 hours of grace. Because he said, my grace is sufficient. I got through that year. It was awesome. Every morning I would get up, you know, okay, God, I'm walking in your grace today. And as I did, I got through that year. But, you know, it's important to obey what he said. After that, I, you know, I mark out our vacation. I mark out those times that we need to go. And when somebody calls and says, hey, I need you. I know a couple of years ago, a good friend said, you know, we're having a ladies' conference. Can you come and speak? It was right during my vacation. I learned to say, no, I can't. I said, if you want to change the time that you have it, I can. But I had to learn to say no, you know, to, to different things. They changed it, so I was able to go. But it's important to know that God's grace is there for you. Every day. Every day. You don't have to be stressed out. The Lord says, cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Well, that's just an appetizer. So now, let's go to Daniel 11.32. I have been, for the last 18 years that I've been doing this, in crusades, I always go here. You know, it's like scriptures sometimes, the more that you read them, the more that they become just dear to you and and many times there's just a new thought that comes out of those scriptures that you hadn't thought of before or God hadn't brought to your remembrance. Daniel 11.32 says, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. This is where I want to get to them. But the people that do what? Know their God shall be what? Strong and do what? Exploits. Exploits. You know, exploits, as we talked about yesterday, is a bold or daring feat. God has 
many bold and daring feats for all of us to accomplish in these last days. As I said yesterday, a vision was given to Daniel of the last days. And God said there's many, you know, awful things that are going to happen in these last days. But the people that do what? Know their God shall be what? Strong and do exploits. And of course we learned yesterday the Amplified of that says, and shall stand firm. But we got to know our God. We've got to know our God. And, and that's the problem so many times. You know, in order to know someone, what do you got to do? You got to spend time with them. You've got to talk to them and allow them to talk to you. We talked about yesterday over in um, Jeremiah 1.5 that says that before you were created, God knew all about you. And God had, as the Message Bible says, God had holy plans for you. Holy plans for you. It's so important to know that. God has plans for each and every one of us. But the only way that we can know those plans is to talk to him and allow him to talk to us. Because, and as we said yesterday, through the Holy Spirit, do you realize that we are led by the Spirit on the inside of us? Now, as we go through each day, the Lord wants to talk to us through the day. And so it's so important that we always have our thoughts on Him. Our thoughts on him. I know every day I uh, go through my routine, and every you know the word says to pray at all times. Pray without ceasing. Over in let's look at um, over in Ephesians six eighteen. I want you to. Put that down. Ephesians 6.18. In the New Living Translation, it says, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. You know, I learned from my father-in-law uh, how, if you know, if it says you can pray at all times, you can pray without ceasing, then obviously we are able to do that. And my father-in-law was, I mean, he taught a lot about being led by your spirit, you know, praying at all times. And he would come into my office and uh, he would sit down, and as we were talking, he uh, 
if he was not talking, I would see his lips moving slightly. Didn't hear anything, but see his lips moving. It's important to learn by observation. You know, I, I learn a lot by observing. And so at first I thought, well, that's kind of rude, you know. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking to him. Is he listening? Well, yes, he was listening, but he was also connecting with the Father because we were, we were talking about decisions. We were talking about things, you know, that we needed to do. I mean, even when he was watching a football game, he loved football. In fact, one time he was helping the, he was in his recliner, he was helping the runner run. He flipped over his recliner. <laughs> but yet in the midst of watching that game, you would see his lips moving. He is praying at all times. Praying at all times. Why do we need to pray at all times? Because there are times that the Holy Spirit wants to either help us, wants to warn us. You know, over there in, um, let me turn to that, because you need to know these scriptures. Over in John 14, especially young people, you need to know these scriptures. Over in John 14, I'm sorry, it's over in John 16, verse 13. John 16, verse 13. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, for whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come and he will show you things to come that's why it's so important to be connected to the father all the time because working through the Holy Spirit he's going to show you things to come now so many times we don't recognize his voice. How many of you have ever something on the inside said, you shouldn't go there, you shouldn't do that? I'm not talking about something wrong. I'm just talking about, okay, let's just use a really natural example. How many, you know, sometimes here we're in the Metroplex and the, and the traffic is horrible. And, you know, you can go various ways to the same location. And so you're going, but something all of a sudden, you know, on the inside you're thinking, oh, maybe I shouldn't go that way. Maybe I should go another way. But... You thought it was just you. Now, there's a fine line here 
because you can get really kooky. <laughs> you know, you can get really kooky. The Lord doesn't care what you wear in the morning just so that it's, you know, modest, okay? He doesn't care if you wear a, a red outfit or an orange outfit or a yellow outfit. You don't have to ask him that. But on the other hand, the Spirit is trying to help you, even in natural things. And so you just ignore it and you go the way that you normally go because you think it's the fastest way. And what happens? There's a big wreck. And you're late to wherever you're going. But if you had listened to the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, who wants to lead you, he wants to guide you, he wants to help you, you wouldn't have had all that frustration. Now, I learned from my father-in-law, it's like to listen to, to your spirit. I'll give you an example that happened many years ago. You got to stay connected at all times, stay connected at all times. So this one day I was planning out my agenda for the day. And, you know, I have everything timed out. Okay, it's going to take me X amount to do this and do this and do this and do this. So I had it all timed out. And so I leave, but still I learned to be connected. Okay. So I leave the campus. I leave the campus this way. I turn left to go onto the main street. And there is a signal light about a half a mile from the campus. And so I was about halfway between and I saw the light turn green. And I thought, yes, because on 71st, there is a light every mile. And it's about five or six miles to where I was wanting to go. And I'm thinking, yes. If I catch this light green, I'm going to catch them all green. Woo, hallelujah, God, you're so good. So I'm just happily going. Well, guess what I do? I start stepping on my accelerator. I'm thinking, okay, I want to make sure this light doesn't turn yellow, so I'm going to step on my accelerator. You know, go a little bit faster than what I should be going. And because uh, I thought, oh, Lord, I got to make this green light because if it turns yellow and I try to go through it, then I will get a ticket. And, and there you, you'll get a ticket on a yellow light. So I step on the accelerator. I'm connected to God. All of a sudden, some, all of a sudden on the inside, Something said, the voice of the Holy Spirit said, slow down. Slow down. Now, you know, I, for a little second, I'm thinking, slow down. God, I mean, this is just a second, okay? Slow down. I've learned that whatever he says, don't question. But if I were questioning in my natural mind, I would think, slow down. Why should I slow down? I think I need to speed up. 
But because I have learned to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost and to the voice of the Spirit, I slowed down. I slowed down. Now, I didn't come to a crawling halt, but I did slow down. I didn't speed up. I slowed down. I got almost to the intersection. I'm still looking at the light. The light is green. And I'm thinking, okay, God, thank you. Thank you. The light's still green, even though it slowed down. When all of a sudden, before my eyes, I could not believe it. Here is a car coming this way, going about 100 miles an hour, running his, or I don't know what it was, a man or a woman, running the red light. I mean, even though I had slowed down, I still had to slam on my brakes to let this car pass. If I had not slowed down, that car would have come right into my driver's side and I wouldn't be here. I'm quite, you know, thinking that I would not be here. But I listened to the Holy Ghost. I listened to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is there to lead you, to guide you, to direct you in all your ways. In all your ways. Uh, Another example of that is that my uh, daughter, I want to read this again in John 14, 16. Lord just seems to be going this direction, so we'll just go with it. John 14, 16 in the Amplified. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, and stand by that he may remain with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, welcome, take to its heart, because it does not see him or know and recognize him, but you know and recognize him, for he lives with you, and I like this, he lives with you constantly and will be in you, and will be in you. Students, I want to emphasize so very much, the Holy Spirit is there in you constantly. And you got to call on him. You got to call on him. I taught that to my kids. I, I taught, oh, we got to go somewhere else. Um, I'm going to go here. I want to go to the 91st Psalm. If, I mean, the 91st Psalm. Oh, my goodness. If I read this and emphasized this to my children, Every day. Every day. Every day. Because the 91st Psalm gives us all the promises that we need for anything. Let's read it. You know, Denise, I mean, everything, it's like, okay, you know, just, you need to claim the 91st Psalm. And so one time there was a person, a girl that worked for her, and so she was telling Denise what was going on, and Denise said, you just need to claim the 91st Psalm. And and this girl said, 
what does the 91st Psalm say? And then he said, you don't know what the 91st Psalm says? In fact, she has, and both of my kids have so integrated that to, to their children. One time, um, her youngest son, he's a senior in high school now, but uh, she always goes up to pray with him at night, you know, before he goes to bed. Her oldest son now is in college. But um, she was praying, and he said, Mom, you didn't pray the 91st Psalm. I can't go to sleep until you pray the 91st Psalm. <laughs> It's important to get the Word of God in your heart. Thy Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So I'm going to read it. Now, for some, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But let me tell you there, there is a provision there. What do you have to do in order to abide under the shadow of the month? You've got to dwell in the secret place with him. You know, so many times we want all the benefits, but we don't want to follow the rules. I mean, in the natural, my, my kids and my kids growing up, yes, there were benefits that we gave them, but guess what? There were also rules. And with God, there are rules. He said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day. Now actually I will just give you when the Lord gave me this 91st Psalm my husband was traveling a whole lot out of town, and, my ch and the children were young, so we, I was at home with them, and, and he was traveling, well, uh, and so we uh, had some attempts of break-in in our house while he was out of town. Well, that can be a little frightening, you know? And uh, so at that time, I, the Lord gave me this psalm. I mean, the kids were frightened too. And so we would, I would let them sleep with me. They were young. I would let them sleep with me. And we slept with the 91st Psalm open on our bed. And it says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the era that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. <clears throat> a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eye shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because, here is the stipulation, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. 
They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet, because thou hast set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? This is your promise. Promise for healing, promise for no plague, promise for long life. And where it says he shall cover thee with his feathers, verse, uh, what is that, verse 4, and under his wings shalt thy trust, his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. You know, I was not raised on a farm. I was raised in the city. And, but uh, my husband knew about farm life. I didn't. And when I read that, you know, I, like I say, I'm a visual person, so I get it better if I can see a picture. And uh, we have a pond there uh, at Rama, and we have ducks on that pond. And there was wild geese that were coming, and they were killing the baby ducks and so our maintenance people took the mother ducks took them you know out of the water made a pen for them and so that the the ducks the little, little baby ducks would be saved and uh, so one day my husband said honey you want to go see the little ducks and I said yeah you know these little ducks little dogs little babies you know <laughs> they're all so cute so we love them so I said yeah I want to I want to see them so we went and I was still in the car and I could see you know the mother duck I could see all the little baby ducks around her and it's like oh they're so cute but I want to get a I want to get a closer look at them so I get out of the car I start going to that pen and when I do this duck is clucking I mean she is you know she's clucking she's getting those ducks underneath her feathers by the time that I got there which it wasn't very long I could not see one baby duck at all because guess what that mother duck was protecting those little ducks Guess what? Our Heavenly Father is the same way. Amen. He is protecting us. And yet on the other hand, we must dwell in his secret place. Calling upon him. So, told you that to tell you this, that one day, uh, Denise was going, our daughter was going to pick up her kids from school because uh, it had started snowing icing and the conditions were very bad and so the schools were closing and so she was going and I was concerned about even her driving so I called her Denise how are the roads and all of a sudden I heard her, which she understood how to respond. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So I knew something was happening, and of course I hooked up with her. Thank you, Father. Whatever it is, she's protected. And all of a sudden, 
as she recovered from there, she said, Mom, she said, there was a car out of control, headed right toward me. But when I spoke the name of Jesus, that car went the other way. And I was safe. No harm came near her. That's why that it's so important to stay in tune with the Holy Ghost, with the Father at all times. We talked about yesterday that that God has assignments for you, has plans for you. And you know, I told you that I have an an agenda every day, a to-do list that... I like to accomplish. And yet, on the other hand, as we are doing our to-do list, we need to be cognizant of the fact that God may have an assignment for us that day that's not on our to-do list. So important to listen to His voice. This is talking to God, okay? This is how that I talk to God every day, praying to Him. And so one day, I this was right before our big event camp meeting, and I was, during that time, I was responsible for all of the hospitality, and, and uh, so I actually was... Um, this was before the event. We were packing to, to go in a hotel, and I was getting stuff for the hospitality room, and I had a big list to do for that day. It was all full. And um, so I went into my first store, and I started to get the things that I needed in that store. And all of a sudden, I heard someone calling my name and so I turned around to see who it was and it was actually a doctor this person had been my doctor uh, but she had left her medical practice and had gone on the missions on missions to be a medical uh, doctor on the missions field so I was really quite surprised to to see her and so I said hi, very courteous. And, you know, when she was my doctor and I would go, she didn't really talk a whole lot. So I, I thought that this would be a short conversation. But all of a sudden, it wasn't a short conversation. She was pouring out her heart to me. Now, of course, at this particular time, I knew I had a lot to do that day, but I knew that God had brought me an assignment that I had to forget about what I had to do and ask the Lord, God, how can I minister to her? For over two hours, she was talking to me. I was talking to her. I was listening to the Father. Father, tell me, you know, how can I help her? I could obviously tell that she had been hurt, been devastated by people, and she needed some help. And so, as we finished the conversation and I, I prayed for her, she said, oh my goodness, 
She said, this morning when I was praying, I asked God, God, send someone my way to minister to me. I'm hurting. I need help. You have been my angel today. What if I had said, I don't have time. What if I had ignored her? No, God has assignments for you. Now, this is how I pray to God. I tell you, I pray differently than most people. Finish that, and I said, okay, God, I have completed your assignment. Now, you got to help me with mine. <laughs> God, I've, you know, I, I, there's two hours here, and I, I knew that it was going to take a certain time to find everything that I need. God, you're going to have to help me. Because there's only 24 hours in a day. God is always there to help you. I not only redeemed that two hours, but I, I mean, he took me to every place that I needed to go, found everything that I needed. It's not, and Tulsa's not like Dallas. You know, you, you can't always find everything there. You don't have as many stores to go to as you do here. And I reminded God of that many times when we moved there. <laughs> Yes. And so, but you know what? I got through even in less time than what I had anticipated. Why? Because I had completed the assignment that God had for me. Now, there are multiple assignments that God has for you, but you got to be sensitive. Quite a few years ago, uh, at the church we were, uh, my husband was concentrating on, you know, going and be a witness, going and be a witness. And I had um, one of our church members who's uh, a very um, vocal person, very bold person. Uh, he was giving a testimony of how that he and a friend was in um, a movie theater and the people behind him were, you know, I mean, it was ungodly conversation. And so he turned around and, and he started witnessing to them. And he started inviting them to church. He says, yeah, you know, uh, where I got a church, you know, the sick are healed and demons are, I mean, he was just really radical, really radical. Because that's the way God used him, you know. Well, the, the short of that story was the people came, got saved, brought other people. And so when I heard that testimony, I thought, oh, God, my whole world is usually around Christians. Everybody that most I'm around is saved. I said, God... You know, send somebody across my path that, that I can be a witness to. Well, let me tell you, when you ask something like that of God, you know, I'm used to waiting a long time for God to answer my prayers. I told you about, I thought I would be a pastor. Well, it took 20 years for that to happen. So I'm, I'm used to being patient with God. You know, he kind of had me on the 20-year plan. And so I am going one day, 
I think it was probably the next week. I am just going my, my way. And my son, our son said to us, Mother, I, I need you. I need some answers. So I need to talk to you about some things at work. And I said, well, Craig, you're just going to have to go to lunch with me because my day is full. I don't have time for a meeting. You're just going to have to go to lunch with me, and we will, we will talk it over there. We'll eat fast. We'll be through. You know, there's a Arby's right here on the corner. It doesn't take very long to get there. He said, okay. And so we went, and I said, okay, you park. I, you know, the planner, okay? You park. I'll go in. Tell me what you want. I'll order. And by the time you get in here, well, the food will be here pretty soon. So we did. So I got in. I ordered. Now you had to go right over here to get the drinks. So I'm over here filling our cups with the drinks when all of a sudden I hear someone from somewhere say, Lynette Hagen. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord. <laughs> A kooky person. You know, it's like, oh, God. I mean, the voice sounded like somebody that I had known for a long time, but I hadn't seen in a long time. So I'm thinking, okay, I better look around in, a, you know, the time machine. I better try to go over the years to try to recognize somebody that I've seen, but I hadn't seen in a long time. You know, it's like people see me age, but I don't see them age. I looked around and I didn't see anybody that I even knew. I didn't even know where the voice was coming from. And all of a sudden, the next thing I heard this voice say, you don't know me, but I know you. And I'm thinking, oh, Lord. Now, being the spiritual person, you know, I'm thinking, I can't be bothered today. I can't, I don't want to ask any Bible questions, answer any Bible questions. So I get our food, I go over to the furthest booth that I can find. <laughs> I make Craig sit this way to speed the pe and I'm sitting here so I don't see anybody because I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> so, you know, we ate, we were talking about whatever we need to talk about and you know how you can feel people behind you? Well, this person, she's wiping off this table and wiping it and wiping it. And I'm thinking, oh, just hurry. Get this table wiped. Get out of here. I'm ignoring you. All of a sudden, and we had finished our conversation. We were about ready to get up when this person comes right in front of our table and says to me, I have a problem. Can you help me? Now, I had said to the Lord, I'd said to him, God, I'm not, I'm not bold like Marty is. I am not, I can't go say, you know, are you saved to somebody? And if they say no, then I can't just say, well, you're going to hell. You know, that's just not my personality. I had asked him, bring somebody across my path. Here, he is bringing somebody across my path. And I almost missed my assignment. 
because I was taking care of my agenda instead of God's agenda. The short of that long story is the fact that she had once known Christ, but she was an alcoholic, so all these things, and she said, I just can't live for God. I, I need help, da, 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 da. Guess what? I was able to help her. I was able to get her in church. She came, received the Holy Spirit. Her life was changed. And yet, I could have missed that opportunity because I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening. Students, I need to, I need to tell you this. Students, those are in school. There are young people there. They're hurting. They need to know Jesus as you know Jesus. Suicides are rampant among youth. You guys have the answer. You have the answer. Listen to the Holy Ghost on the inside of you because he's going to use you. He's going to use you to save lives. To save lives even from physical death. Listen to the Holy Ghost. Listen to the Holy Ghost. We need to be connected with the Father at all times. But it takes time. It takes time. It takes time. We want, we live in what I like to call the microwave age. We want everything instant. You know, here's your phone. You want to go to some site and your phone keeps on going around and round and round and round. It's not connecting. And you get impatient. Yeah. The path that God has each and every one of us on is not a microwave path. I like to say that this way, God has every one of us in a crock pot. Do you know what a crock pot is? I know the women do. Yeah. You, got like 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, everything in a crock pot, usually it takes about 8 to 12 hours to cook. But on the other hand, you can take the toughest meat there is. One of the toughest meats, one of the toughest meats of, of beef is a rump roast. I love roast. My husband was talking about roast the other night. I love roast. Well, rump roast has a very good flavor. But the best way to cook a rump roast is in a crock pot because it is very tough meat. But you put it in that crock pot with some 
mushroom soup and some onions and some carrots. I'm going to make y'all hungry. And all of this stuff. <laughs> and you cook it for about 12 hours. You know, you put it on at nighttime, you wake up to all this <laughs> aroma. Makes you hungry. Oh my goodness, it is the greatest piece of meat you'll ever taste. But it's been sitting there for a long time, cooking very slowly. Well, let me tell you, we are all kind of tough people that need to be tenderized. God is taking you on a journey. that there, there is a reason for every path that he takes you on. My dad told me, he said, Lynette, he said, everything that you're involved in or whatever, he said, learn all you can about it because you never know when you might need to use that. And in life, you know, and especially uh, as a younger person, you, you don't understand that. I was in, when I was a senior in high school, I was in a, a work program to where I went to school half a day and I, I um, worked half a day and they got you the job. And so they got me a job at a newspaper office. And uh, so I was actually assistant to the, to the women's editor. I wrote the wedding and engagement stories. I wrote the engagement story of my husband to another person. <laughs> I'll have to come back to tell you that story. <laughs> it's like Paul Harvey in the rest of the story. <laughs> But when I was in that newspaper office, okay, my natural thought was this. I, you know, I know how to do the church bulletin at church. I do it. I, you know, oh my goodness, back then you had this mimeograph machine. And, oh, it was the dark ages, guys. It's the dark <laughs> ages. And... Um, and that is really the only publication at that time, I'll tell you this, is in the dark ages, that a church even did. So my natural thought would have been, I don't even know why I'm working here. I don't need to know any of this, da-da-da-da-da. But I did not know God's plan for me, you know, 20 years later. Because if I did not know a lot about publications, about editing, about all of that, I would not have the knowledge to be over people that I am right now that that's what they do. That's what they do. So God has you on a journey. And it's important that you don't become impatient Oh, my, 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 my. And because if you become impatient and you try to go to the next step that God has for you, it, it won't work. It will not work. 
And I've seen so many people try to go ahead of God and missed it and never did get in the plan that God had for them. I know my father-in-law would say many times about ministers, he said, some ministers live and die and never really fulfill the plan that God had for them because they got impatient and never really walked in God's perfect will. It's so important to walk in God's perfect will. And the only way that you're going to find out his will is to connect with him, to pray to him. Every day. Every day. God has a plan for your life. Daily, God has a plan for your life in the future. It's so important to die out to yourself, as we would call it, and follow God's plan. As I told you yesterday, I grew up in a minister's home. I knew that I was going to be in the ministry. I knew that I would never, could never complete the plan that God had for me unless I married a minister. So therefore, I would not allow myself to get emotionally involved in anyone that wasn't called to ministry. And yet, on the other hand, I, I had what I thought was God's plan for me. And so I would pray as we would go to the altar. We had altars in our church, and every after the service, especially on, on Sunday night and on Wednesday night, we went to the altar to pray. And sometimes a song would be sung while we were praying, and it would be this, I'll go where you want me to go, dear Lord, or mountain or plain or sea. I'll say what you want me to say, dear Lord. I'll be what you want me to be. And with all my heart, if someone said to me, Lynette, do you mean what you say? What you're saying in your, in your heart, and as I was praying, yes, God, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll be what you want me to be. Yes, Lord, I want to consecrate and submit to you. And with all my heart, I thought I meant it until he asked me to go where I didn't want to go. <laughs> to do what I didn't want to do. And to be what I didn't want to be. Oh my. It was a tough thing. A tough thing. That though... I wanted to walk in God's plan, but I wanted to do it my way. I thought he would never, I thought that he would allow me to do what I wanted to do. No. No. 
you got to do it God's way. You got to do it God's way. And when it, I came to the grips of, okay, God, I thought I was surrendered to you. I thought I had given you a hundred percent, but I haven't. God, I kept ten percent to me. And he said, no, I expect it all. You think about the fact that when Jesus came to this earth, he knew what his mission was on this earth. And yet when it came to the fact that it was time for him to complete that mission, what did he say? If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, what? Not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. Guys, it's time to surrender to the will of God. It's time to allow him to lead you every step of the way. Let's stand up. Ready. It's time for you to allow him to lead you, to guide you, to direct you. He has great plans for every one of you. I don't care what age you are. He has plans. And the most important thing, no one can tell you his plans. You alone. Talking to God. The more you talk to him, the more you converse with him. And he talks to you. And I can't tell you what a joy and what a peace comes. Now, I, I would always tell him, you know, God, I, I don't want to get off. So you let, I don't want to get weird. Because, and especially it's sometimes men, I mean, women get more weird than men. All the time, okay? <laughs> women are more emotional people. We're kind of, you know, and men are kind of just, give me the facts. Yeah. Give me the facts. <laughs> so it's like women, you know, we got to stay in balance. And, and, and men, you know, sometimes it's just not. It's not the facts. You just have to listen to God. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't make sense. But you and only you can have that relationship with God. That he walks with you. That he talks with you. He communes with you. But you got to commune with him. Are you ready to do that right now? Let's talk to our Father. Oh, Father, we come to you now. Oh, Father, we thank you for each and every one here. We thank you, Father. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, Father, may it be their desire to commune with you, to talk with you, to allow you to talk to them. May they recognize your voice, Father. Recognize your voice. Recognize your voice, God. Oh, 
speak to them, Father. Oh, God, speak to them. May they have a heart to, to talk to you, to be connected with you, Father. Oh, may they surrender their entire self to be you, to be used, to be used by you. Oh, Father, I thank you that they shall keep their heart tender, their heart tender, Father, toward you. Keep 
shall kapase, and you shall kimenintai, and you shall kamande, and no libra gusa, and ele brado pase tache, and we shambudusha, and we shambuduligata, and we shando, and manande, and akate, and molutai, and monolibrando pase lebrakusa, and monoluta, mandili and he walks with me hallelujah I've come to the garden
with the Father continually. There is no better way to get into His presence than worship music. Now, you know, the music that might get me in Christian worship music, the music that might get me into His presence may not be the same music that gets you into His presence because we're all in a different generation. This song gets me into my, his presence because it just ministers to me. I constantly have worship music on wherever I am, if it's possible. In my house right now, worship music is going on in my house. I want the presence of the Lord there all the time. Even my dogs listen to worship music. It keeps them peaceful. When we're in a, a hotel room, first of all, I pray over that room. Take authority over anything that might have been in that room. I turn on my worship music. It's on right now in that room. I have my worship on music on when I'm sleeping at night, instead of a fan or noise, I have my worship piano playing going of the old hymns that I am familiar with. I have it going on all night long. If I wake up, I have that presence of the Lord with me. There's, yeah. In my car. When I'm driving in my car, I have my worship music on. I'm connecting with the Father. That music will open your hearts up. Whatever music you listen to, it's very important. I challenged our students last year not to have anything on except worship music for 30 days. And I said, your life will be changed. You'll be connected to God far more than you've ever been connected. You'll be able to listen to his voice more clearly when you stay connected with him. Whatever difficulties I'm, I'm dealing with, I find... I find Christian music that helps to inspire me with that. Like I say, 
I'm of the old age, so it's going to be music that inspires me. There's a song that says, whatever you're going through, you're going through. And as I'm listening to that in the morning, whatever I'm going through, I'm going through. I'm going to make it. That's how you open your hearts up to hear from God. And I challenge you to, to do that because I want to tell you what, it will change your life and it will change your communication with the Father. Well, I don't know about you, but I enjoyed what the Lord had to deliver you to you today. Hallelujah. You know, I... Whenever I began this, I, I began speaking on this. I said, Lord, help me to explain. I know when I would ask my father-in-law, or I'd ask my husband, you know, when I was learning how to hear from God, wanted to make sure that I wasn't getting weird. I said, how, how do you hear from, how do you know it's God? And my husband said, well, you just do. So I thought, okay, that's not an answer I need. So I'm going to ask, you know, the one that knows everything. My father-in-law says, Dad, you know, how do you know? How are you for sure that you hear from God that it's God and not just you? His answer was the same. You just do. (laughs) And I thought, that does not help me. I want to make sure that I am not getting off, that I'm staying balanced. So, God, I've asked everybody that I know that might have the answer, and they just said, you just do. So you're just going to have to give me the answers. And I said, God, if you will give me, help me, then I will endeavor to help others instead of saying, you just do. So that's what I've encouraged, and I've tried to help you to know how you hear from God and how you walk into his path and to his perfect will because when you walk in the ways that he has for you to walk you will live a prosperous you will live an abundant life and you will live a successful and a peaceful life thank you for listening to this life-changing message to partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.